welcome to the first of its kind popcorn episode. And the reason I'm doing this episode is because I was inspired by JLD, John Lee Dumas, who is the host of Entrepreneur on Fire, when he did a workshop at the Podcast Summit virtual conference. And one of the things he talked about is this amazing concept, which is to make what he calls popcorn episodes, which essentially are short, bite-sized, value-packed episodes. We're talking five, 10 minutes long. And what I love about the way he describes it is he suggests taking interviews and really packaging an insight or a value or a nugget into a single episode, one that is really clear and concise and that packs a punch. He goes on to suggest that you can record these right after your interview, literally as soon as the interview's done, do the recording. Think of it as a takeaway or something that you gained from the interview that you think would be valuable to reiterate and sort of double down on and provide a little bit of commentary about why you think it's such an important insight to highlight so much so that you make your own specific episode about that one insight. I'm going to do something a little bit different today because I'm not quite taking an insight directly from a podcast, but instead I'm going to take an insight from somebody who was on my podcast. He didn't share this on his episode. In fact, he was on my other show, Inside Out, and we didn't talk about this while he was on the show, but I did find immense value in what I'm going to share. And the reason I'm going to share this is he wrote a blog post that really impacted me. And the title of that blog post is How I Got on 60 Podcasts in Six Months. That's 10 podcasts a month. And as I'm sure you know, there is no more valuable way to spread your message and to get more visibility than to show up on other shows, especially as a podcaster. The more podcasts you show up on, the better. Because guess what? Podcasters listen to other podcasts. And that may sound very obvious on one hand, but the reality is people listening to podcasts are much more likely to listen to other podcasts. And so getting on other shows is going to increase the chances of them listening to your show. And so it should be a goal for you to get on other shows as much as possible. Now I'll put a link to his blog post in the show notes, but what I really want to do on this episode is dissect the email or more specifically direct message that he sent to me on LinkedIn. And I've broken this up into nine distinct parts. And I'm going to break down each part step by step so that hopefully it'll provide a framework or blueprint for you to follow. So let's start with number one. The number one thing that he does is he starts it with a very important component, which is paying the podcast host a compliment. So I'll read what he wrote. Thank you so much for putting together For the Love of Podcast and Inside Out. I've checked out both and they're awesome. I love that you were willing to share your biggest mistakes when doing your podcast as most people just share their successes. Okay, so this does a few things. One, it shows me that he knows my show, that he's not just coming in blind. Two, it shows me that he took the time to at least know what type of show I have. He also got specific. He referenced a specific episode. Now, I don't know if he actually listened to the episode, but he's at least paying me, the podcast host, a compliment about my show, and he's grabbing my attention because most people don't do that. They're just coming in blind. So it's really important that if you want to go on a show, to listen to that show, to know that show, to be able to talk specifically about an episode or even multiple episodes and talk about the value that you got from that episode. The more specific you get, the better. Now, obviously, if you're sending out a bunch of these, you can't go too in the weeds, 
I don't even know if he actually listened before he came on the show. I don't know how much he knew about my show, but I know he knew just enough to capture my attention. Now, if it's a really big show and you really want to get on it, then take the time to listen and say something specific. By the way, the same holds true for inviting guests onto your show, and in fact, even more so. So if you want somebody to be on your show, do your homework. Know who they are. Know what sets them apart. Know their books. Know their podcasts. Whatever it may be, if they put something out there into the universe, do your homework and highlight the specific thing about that person that will make them feel like you know them and that you are not a fan, but you are somebody that is interested enough in their work that you're going to have a compelling, a unique, and a strong conversation about who they are as an individual. All right, I'm going to read the second part. The second part goes like this. I was curious to know if you had explored the concept of play in regards to leadership in your Inside Out podcast, especially as we navigate these crazy, chaotic times. I use the medium of play and positive psychology to help people address their most challenging issues by tapping back into their inner child to discover and rediscover the answers. I'm a huge advocate for play and even contributed to a New York Times article. And I'll stop there. So what he's now told me is what he does. I think this is really important that in a concise, clear way, you explain what you're all about and who you are and plant the seeds for how you might be a good fit for that particular show. The other thing that he did is he asked if I've explored this topic on my show, because as a host, you want to explore new topics all the time, right? You don't want to recycle the same thing over and over again. So if he's going to provide something unique, it's going to make him stand out. And so now I know what he does, and he's made me thought about how what he provides may be a unique fit for my show. All right, number three, he says, I've contributed to a New York Times article called How to Add More Play to Your Grown-Up Life, Even Now. And then he includes a link. So now what he's done is he's backed up what he told me about who he is and what he does by giving me something tangible that I can actually go watch or listen to or look at, which is this link, this New York Times article. Now that creates credibility, that creates a sense of social proof, and gives me something to go look at that he has created. If you're an author, obviously, if you're listening to this, you're a podcaster, include something that you think would be valuable for them to listen to. All right, let's move on to number four. Number four, topics I typically talk about on podcasts include how to navigate uncertainty by embracing a play-oriented growth mindset, how to address toxicity in the workplace through play, or how to get paid to be you by pursuing a future where the fun is. He lists several more, but what he's doing now is he's suggesting topics that he would feel comfortable talking about. Remember that the host wants to know that you can provide value to their audience. So the more specific and clear you can be, the better. You can even suggest questions that you can answer or broad topics that you can talk about that you feel would add value to that audience. And again, you want to know that audience so you could specifically tailor what topics you think would be most valuable for that specific audience, for the host that you're sending this message to. All right, let's go to number five. I'm going to read what he wrote. Because of this work, I was selected as one of the top 100 HR influencers of 2020 for organizational development. Okay, this is fantastic. Again, this is providing social proof. And so think about what accolades can you talk about? What awards have you won? What credentials do you have? What makes you stand out? Because they're going to get a C, especially if it's a good podcast. They're going to get a C 
of people sending them stuff. And so what's going to make you stand out from the crowd? Are you a best-selling author? Do you have a certain following on social media that you can brag about? I mean, it's okay to brag. It's okay to talk about yourself in a way that will highlight what makes you awesome. Number six, I would love to share the lessons I've learned with your listeners on how to navigate these uncertain times with a curious, play-oriented mindset. Here's some examples of interviews I've done. Then he gives a link to his website where he has a full package that outlines who he is. It includes his bio. It includes a bunch of episodes that he's been on on other podcasts. And I love this idea of having a digital presence like a page on your website that really gives a great framework for who you are and gives a potential podcast guest a place to go to learn more about you. So I'm going to share this link with you now and you could check it out. It's rediscoveryourplay.com forward slash guest. And really, you could put anything on this page. You can put your accolades, your achievements, your picture, anything that would be helpful for the guest to get to know you better and make an informed decision if you are the type of guest that would make sense for their podcast. Okay, number seven, and let me just preface this by saying, I believe this to be the most important step in the process. The reason I believe it to be the most important step is it's subtle, but it's very, very distinct in terms of what he does. So let me read it to you. He says, if any of this resonates with you, I'd love to continue this conversation. If it doesn't, I completely understand. And thank you for sharing so many powerful stories in the world, including yours. Okay, let's break this down. So the first thing I'll say is what he's doing is he's offering to be a guest. He's not asking. And this is a really important distinction. It's subtle, but it's really, really important because he's not groveling. He's not begging. Hey, can I be on your podcast? I'd really love to be on your podcast. He's casual and he's confident. And so this is the important distinction. He's leaving it in my hand. And so I don't need to respond to him if I don't want to because he's not asking me a question. He's simply saying, I would love to continue the conversation if this resonates with me. And guess what? It did resonate with me, which is why he was a guest on my show. I was one of 60 other hosts who said, yes, I'd love to have you on my show. I can't tell you how many inquiries I've received from people who are asking to be on my show. And I'll be super blunt. In many cases, I just ignore them. I don't want to, but I also don't want to lead them on because They may not be a fit. They may not be right for my show. And so I don't want to hurt their feelings and say they're not a fit. And I don't know if that's the right thing or the wrong thing, but that's what I do. And so what I love about his approach is he's making it so casual that I don't need to respond if I don't want to. So again, the number one takeaway here is offer, don't ask, and be casual about it. If you design your inquiry in a way like this, then you don't need to ask because people are going to come to you. All right, let's move on to number eight. Number eight, I'll read it. Hope you have a fun, fulfilling, and epiphany-filled rest of your week. Okay, so now he's upbeat. He's positive. He's friendly. He's just a cool guy, and he is. He's a super cool guy. All right, so of course, you got to end it that way. And the last thing, number nine, he just signs it, Jeff Harry, and then he puts his website, rediscoveryourplay.com. So include a link to your most important online asset. Maybe that's your LinkedIn profile. Maybe that's your blog. Maybe that's your podcast. Whatever is most important, maybe that's your website. Again, figure out what is going to be the most important thing for them to look at. If you're a podcaster, then chances are you want to include your podcast. And so make sure that link is included, especially in a very prominent place like the very end of your email. So that's it. Steps one through nine. It could be mixed up. It doesn't need to go in that exact order. 
But I just had to share this with you because of how powerfully effective it is. So Jeff, thank you for doing such an amazing job of outreach and getting on shows, for setting the example. And I hope that it resonates with you. And I hope that you found value in it and that you can use this and apply this in your own outreach. I'll be honest. I was never a big fan of email outreach to get on shows, but this has actually changed my mind. So that's the popcorn episode this week. Hopefully you found some value. If you did, let me know. Send me a personal email. Send it to Billy at ForTheLoveOfPodcast.com. I always like hearing from you. And if you have a suggestion for a popcorn episode, or if you want to meet, I'm happy to meet with you. I want to get to know you because the better I know you, the more I can make this show serve you. Next week's episode is Mark Guberti, and Mark's an author, a speaker, and he helps businesses launch, grow, and monetize their podcast. Get this, he's written over 20 books, and he's in his early 20s. So the guy is an inspiration. He shares so much gold and wisdom, a lot of really tactical nuggets that you're going to love. So tune in next week for that one, and I hope you enjoyed this one. And remember, until next time, we do it all for the love of podcasts.